everyone, this is Vicky Guerrero. Welcome to the Excuse Me podcast. And for all of you know that I am the famous worldwide cougar. And I have one of the most handsome guys here at All Elite Wrestling. And I am so excited to have um, Warlow on my show. So welcome, Warlow. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. So anyone who sees this uh, on YouTube later on when it's on video, yes, he is driving. And no, um, I do not take any responsibility in his driving skills. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Warlow, for joining me. I'm so honored and I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, Where is home for you? I live in Middlefield, Ohio. Oh my gosh, is it cold up there? It is very cold. I'm about um, 40 minutes east of Cleveland. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, uh, I, I appreciate this. I know we're both busy. We're trying to uh, get ready for our flights tomorrow and get ready to go to work. And um, this will be a lot of fun. We're, this video and uh, interview is going to promote uh, Full Gear this coming Saturday on November 7th. And um, for all my fans and followers who don't know who Warlow is, he is just almost getting ready to celebrate uh, your one-year anniversary to AEW. Is that correct? Yes, that is. Yeah, we're coming up on it. Yeah, and um, anyone who doesn't know, he is MJF's uh, valet or bodyguard, and you're known as Mr. Mayhem, which is pretty impressive because you look a little big. I mean, you look like you've kept in kind of good shape. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hit the gym a little bit here and there. Yeah, I always see you guys work out, and y'all are very disciplined. How's your, how's your journey been uh, once you were signed to AEW? Um, how's it been since being signed? Yeah, like how's it changed your life? Man, um, I mean, as far as my day to day routine, um. Not too much has changed. Um, obviously, being able to quit my job, I did that a couple years prior to AEW to kind of put all my effort into getting signed. Um, but other than that, I mean, I really don't, my day-to-day, I don't have much of a social life or like a group of friends or anything. So my days are pretty much just working out, recovering, dieting, studying, um so i guess not too much has changed right now i anticipated anticipated changing more um as i develop in the company um but right now everything's still pretty sane and normal well awesome uh so what was the job that you were doing before before you got signed to AEW? uh i worked at a car dealership um, I managed one of the service departments. Yeah, well, that's um, yeah, interesting is a word for it. <laughs> I hate dealerships, especially as a female going up by myself. And there's like 10 guys that come up to me and I'm like, nope, I'm just here to look. No one bother me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the funnest. So, Michael, what got you into wrestling? Like, what age did you start 
um, being interested in watching wrestling and to take that leap of faith to to make this, you know, a permanent a career for you? It started for me at a very young age. Um, I was probably, I mean, since I can remember, I have home video somewhere uh, of a time before I could even remember. I was just a little kid using <laughs> our um, kitchen table chair as the seat bottom of the chair as the ring. And I have like this big, two big rubber wrestling action figures that I'm just clanging and banging. But um, from when I can actually remember, it started with Brett the Hitman Hart. Ah, very And nice. Brett Hart and Mr. Perfect in that kind of late 80s, early 90s um, era. And uh, those were the guys that really got me hooked at a young age. And I just never looked back. That's incredible. And where did you train that? Or was there anyone specific that, that trained you? Or how did that work out for you? Um, man, so my training's a little bit of a unique story. Um, there was a show that kind of, for the first time, showed you some training. Um, and when that show aired, I remember I pulled out this little mattress into the living room. <laughs> and I just mimicked what I saw on TV, how to take a bump. And I just practiced over and over in my living room. I kind of trained myself. Um, <laughs> and then I finally found a place in Cleveland um, that trained people. And I remember them saying, like, this is your first. They couldn't believe it was my first time in a wrestling ring. And I'm like, yeah, I've kind of trained myself a little bit here and there. I'm like, so everything came very natural for me. Um, but the place I trained in in Cleveland, it was called The Dungeon. It was on its way of being put out of business. And it was literally me and one other guy. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so we started training there. And um, fortunately, a guy showed up named Matt Justice. And... Um, he's big on the indies and he kind of took me under his wing and helped me out and helped uh, teach me some things. And then he introduced me to IWC, um, which is where Britt Baker trained. Okay. And I trained with them and uh, really developed within IWC. Wow. But you know, watching in the ring, it doesn't, I mean, it's quite impressive because not only you have this huge monster that walks, you know, over the ropes, but I mean, your wrestling, it's, you know, have you, have you had to correct a lot of things, you know, being at AEW or did you feel like you're prepared to have a match, you know, whenever it was time to have that, especially on live TV in front of the world audience? Yeah. I mean, my first match for those that don't know, my very first televised match was against Cody Rhodes in the main event, in the first ever steel cage match. Um, and it, like, you literally couldn't have put any more pressure on me, but that's when I thrived. Um, I love pressure, I love that feeling. And I've known that I was ready for TV for a long time. And I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm perfect. Um, I still have a lot to work on, but at the end of the day, I was, I was ready for TV and uh, 
I've always felt ready and prepared. And I think I'm right where I belong. That's amazing. So let's talk a little bit about what's been going on with you at AEW. Um, this past week you were in, uh, well, we had the world title eliminator tournament, the tournament. And the first round you defeated Jungle Boy, which I was so happy Jungle Boy could walk away because I was fiercely worried about his health and his well-being facing you. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, and then the second round uh, was a little bit more difficult for you because uh, Hangman Page defeated you on the second round. Um, and, and things are getting kind of really interesting for you now because uh, you are MJF's bodyguard and you, you've had a taste of, you know, having some singles matches. And uh, it was just announced last week on AEW Dynamite that uh, you and MJF are going to face Sammy Guevara and us and uh, Ortiz for um, you know the the match to see if y'all are even going to make it to the full gear pay per view. Uh, I don't think you were involved in that segment. Like how how do you feel about that? I mean, do you want to be welcomed into the inner circle? Like I think no one's asked you. How do you feel for yourself? How you feel about that? <laughs> um. Well, first off, I just want to say. I don't know if it was because I was absent um, from their little meeting or gathering town hall yeah. deal this past week, but I'm not sure where Ortiz and Sammy Guevara come off saying that they're going to make sure Max doesn't make it. I agree. To the pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was my absence that gave them so much confidence, but nobody's going to touch max this week on dynamite max is absolutely making it to dynam um to the pay-per-view 100 healthy because those two aren't going to get their hands on max i mean with me there as long as i have max's back he's untouchable plain and simple well you know it, what's really funny is that i am you know one of the cheerleaders for the inner circle and I, i'm a little biased towards them but for Ortiz and Sammy to kind of put themselves in a match against you and MJF, and you're not present, I don't think that they're understanding the consequences that this is going to happen by them opening their mouths. And they're going to have Wardlow this coming Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. Like, this is going to be I, – I can't wait to be in the audience and watch this match because uh, you and Sammy, yeah, that's just the same scenario as Jungle Boy. Like, this cannot end very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're most definitely going to realize they made a very very big mistake um and kind of to retouch on the question um as far as my opinion or how i feel about the inner circle um i've never been one to need a bunch of friends or need to be in a group or whatever at the end of the day i'm max's guy where max goes i go um, whatever he wants to be a part of, you know, I'm there to have his back. And at the end of the day, Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho. So to be associated um, with him, I don't find any negative um, that there, I don't think there's any negative that could exist in that situation. So did MJ, did Max ever ask you, hey, you know, what do you think about joining the inner circle? Because we never saw anything on TV about that. And I'm curious for myself. Uh, Max usually doesn't ask me too many <laughs> questions about 
my opinion or how I feel. He just, he does what he does and he'll let me know at some point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I also, uh, a lot of the fans were asking, um, how come you weren't part of the, the, the dinner debonair when uh, Chris Jericho and, uh, and Maxwell were part of that song and dance, which is pretty impressive. But I was looking, I was waiting for you to come in and start dancing and singing. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stick to the in ring work. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, how did you rate that uh, segment? Oh, of course a ten. <laughs> I mean, who wasn't entertained by that? Yeah, it, absolutely. Um, so, um, how how are you liking being? You know, you've had a taste of being in the singles action, and then you're also, you know, very much in, in MJF's corner. Are, do you see a day that you you would want to have, you know, yourself to go for the world title, like to be on your own? Don't you get hungry a little bit and see like there's a goal that you can have for yourself instead of always protecting MJF? Like we got to get into the head of Wardlow because you know you're very shy backstage and you don't say too much. You smile and you're very well mannered, but I. I want to do all my show because I want to know what's in your head. Like you have to be hungry to just get your own goals put into, you know, to be seen on AEW. I'm starving. <laughs> Good to know. I am starving. Um, you know, I have a lot of goals. Um, as far as AEW goes as a whole, there's a lot I want to accomplish and, you know, this started when, when AEW started and Max was signed, um, essentially he called me and he said he wanted to hire me as his, as his bodyguard. He kind of told me that he was about to make some changes and, you know, betray some people. And he was basically going to be on his own and he needed somebody to watch his back. And the amount of money he offered, um, there is not a single person on this earth turning that, turning that down. Um, you know, now that I have my foot in the door and he has gotten me some singles competition, um, it's most definitely lit a fire in me. And like I said, there are a lot of personal goals I have when, you know, the time that you know, if the day comes that Max and I, you know, ever go our separate ways, you know, I'm under contract with him. Mm -hmm. um, at some point that contract expires. Um, what happens when that day comes? I guess it really depends. A lot can happen between now and then. Uh, um, I don't agree with a lot of things Max does or says or maybe the way he carries himself sometimes, or maybe the way he treats certain individuals. Yeah. Um, but on the contrary, him and I do see eye to eye on a lot of business side of things. So it really just depends. Um, we'll have to wait and see what happens when the time comes. Um, but me personally, everything with Max aside, I would like to hold the TNT championship. I would like to hold Big Platinum, the AEW Heavyweight Championship. Um, if Max and I could even, I would love to get our hands on the Tag Team Championships. 
Um, I'm very selfish when it comes to this business and I want every title. I want to be on every poster. I want to be in the main event. I want to, I want it all plain and simple. I, I like your attitude. I like it a lot. You know, with me having a stable, you know, with, you know, me managing Nyla Rose, I don't see nothing wrong with, you know, a, a cute, handsome young guy being on the Cougar stable. And I could put you in those matches with like, to- you know, Toby Miro and uh, Lance Archer. I mean, I could have some fun with the guys too and get you into some championship matches. Man, I'm going to have to, uh, we're going to have to have some sort of lottery or auction between <laughs> you and Inner Circle and the Dark Order. I'll get I got, the a lot of, I got a lot of options here. Absolutely. In this business, you never say never. <laughs> yes, that is very true. Okay, Michael, uh, let's talk about um, some of the fan questions that came in. Um, John is asking you from John TS 71 Warlow, can we still be friends on Twitter after you pummel MJF? This is from MJF Scarf. So I'm sure you've, you've inter, uh, intertwined with him quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I see him on Twitter often. MJF yeah. Scarf. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that day ever comes. I might just have to light that scarf on fire. There you go. Okay, um, another fan, Jazzy Bella, wants to ask you. Uh, my question for Warlow is, if you and MJF were to break up, would you go after the AEW world title again by yourself? Uh, yeah, I think I already answered that yeah. depending on what happens with Max and I in our future. But yeah, Max aside, if that day comes, um, absolutely. Perfect. Okay, we have one more. Uh, Mike Montgomery says, uh, my question for Warlow is, what's the funniest time you've had so far in AEW, either in the ring or behind the scenes? The funnest? Uh-huh. Or the funniest time or something that uh, he wants to know was funny to you or a good time behind the scenes or in the ring, besides kicking people's butts. <laughs> I mean, you kind of stole my answer. That's, I'm having the most fun when I'm in the ring hurting people. So nice. that's, um, that is peak enjoyment, peak self-pleasure for for me that's amazing now Wardlow you are in really good shape I mean you know I see your discipline I see you you know out and about from the hotel going to the gym coming back and uh you know I, I know that y'all are so disciplined are you sponsored by any supplement companies or are you um designing your line because man your your body's incredible and you're just so disciplined are you looking into that with you having a platform with AEW um, well, first off, I appreciate that. Um, I do not have any sponsorships or anything. I will say this, um, the man that has helped me, um, accomplish what I have thus far, um, I'm nowhere near perfect and I'm nowhere near the final product. Um, but I'm most definitely in the best shape of my life. I'm the biggest, I'm the leanest. Um, and we still have some work to do, but Bryce Reddy, he is the man that has helped me with my training and my dieting and really just an overall lifestyle change. And Bryce has helped me out a lot. Um, but as far as sponsorships go, you know, I would love, you know, one of my 
side goals is to be on the cover of Muscle and Fitness. Um, oh, we'll have been, to promote that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's been um, a dream of mine for a long time. And I wanted to be associated with AEW. I want the cover to say AEW Superstar Wardlow on the cover of this month's Muscle and Fitness. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to keep working. And if people want to help me out or sponsor me, I would, uh, I would love to. Well, this is what I love about my show because I can promote the hell out of it to help my guests. And um, I, I think that you're doing such a great job, you know, being on AEW. Uh, you're, you're, you're so sweet behind stage and, you know, just, um, just, you know, getting to know you, even though you're very bashful, but I got you personally on my show. So that's one point for the Cougar, but we're going to do a speed round real quick. So the fans can get to know, and the women can get to know a little bit about Warlow besides just seeing you tear up limbs and feet in the ring. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. What was your worst dating experience? Oh man. Worst dating experience. Man, been on a lot of dates. <laughs> so this is, um, oh man, I'm trying to think of what was, I feel like there was, there's had to have been a time where I called a buddy afterwards and was like, dude, that was horrible. We might have to come back to that. Let me let me think about that one. Okay, we'll do that. Okay, here's the next one. What body part would you detach if you could from your body? Body part would I detach? Yeah, like what part do you not like that you just want to get rid of? Um, none. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy all of my limbs and all of my body parts being where they are. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Um, on, on your toilet paper at home, is it over or under? Over. Okay. How would you rate your karaoke skills from one to 10? I'm sorry. It broke up. What was the question? Oh, how would you rate your karaoke skills from one to 10? Ooh, I'm not much of a singer. Um, <laughs> Not much of a singer. It, they're, it's pr I honestly can't even remember the last time I did karaoke, if ever, but it, it would probably be pretty horrible if I did. I think mine's like a negative three. Like, I don't, I don't even, I know my limits in life. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. Okay, here's the next one. Would you rather climb a mountain or skydive? Climb a mountain or skydive? Yeah. Ooh. Both are very intriguing to me and both are on my to-do list. Um, if I had to choose, probably skydiving. Nice. I skydive and it's a lot of fun. I have to encourage you to come to Houston and we can try it. It's a lot of fun. You do it on the, you do it regularly. Uh, I try to, it depends on the weather, but um, I, it's, it's a sport that I love. I don't do it by myself. I have to tandem jump because yeah, taking that by myself, uh, I, I won't do well. <laughs> yeah. I got to imagine 
because I obviously I love adrenaline. I love roller coasters and theme parks. So I got to imagine that's a very unique experience and probably peak adrenaline rush. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, how many hours do you need each night of sleep? Ooh, it varies. Um, it kind of varies how hard I went the previous day in the gym um, or traveling. Man, when I get home from traveling, that first night of sleep, I sleep a very long time. Yeah, um, I, I usually try to get between seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Very nice. That's, yeah, I like my sleep. I, I need it to function the next day. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, anything about your dating experience? Anything comes to mind? Yeah, I don't know. I Fortunately, I don't think I've ever had like a horrible, just terrible dating experience. You're a good guy. <laughs> um, I mean, nothing. I guess I haven't had anything super, super crazy. Okay, fair enough. That's good. I mean, I'm sure that's going to attract a lot of women to get to know you because that's that's something you want to hear from a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Warlow, thank you so much for being on the show. I want to thank you for driving and doing your interview at the same time. And uh, I want to remind everyone to watch AEW this Wednesday, November 4th uh, on Dynamite to watch Warlow and MGF go against uh, Sammy Guevara and Ortiz. And if they make it past that match, then you will see Warlow on the, on the pay-per-view with MGF going against Chris Jericho. And Warlow, I'm just wishing you so much success. And I'm one of your fans. And I think it's great how well you're doing. And, and most of all, I appreciate you being my friend. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate you having me on. Um, obviously, I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and uh, <laughs> I feel honored to uh, be a part of your show. So thank you for having me. You're very welcome, Warlow. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. We fly in. So uh, this interview will come out uh, Wednesday morning, and everyone's going to get to know a little bit about Warlow and what, what makes him uh, tick in his world. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, All this right. was a lot of fun. Thank you, Warlow. And I'll see you uh, this week. And be careful driving. And um, the best of luck to you. Hi, thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Right. All right, ladies, was I right? Of course I was right. Warlow has the sexiest voice ever. Now to other information. Guys, check out All Elite Wrestling this Wednesday, November 4th on Channel TNT because it's the last show before Saturday's pay-per-view for All Elite Wrestling, which is called Full Gear. It is going to be action-packed. I'm going to be on it. Nyla Rose, Sheeta, MJF, Chris Jericho. It's going to be incredible, guys. Check it out because I will be there and I expect each and every one of you to get the pay-per-view and enjoy it. It's going to be one of a kind. And guys, thank you so much for keeping me on the air, for liking, subscribing, uh, downloading, playing my episodes each and every week. I love this gig. I'm so blessed to be able to, to do a job like this and to bring y'all my favorite guest every week. 
So thank you for the love and support. Take care. Have a blessed day. God bless you. Treat each other with kindness and excuse me.